Hi, Denny. Good morning, Jason. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. How are you so far? I'm doing really good. Actually, well, the thing is, I, I kind of have a little bit of a cold. So I forgive me if my voice is a little rusty this morning. But I do have a nice cup of tea in front of me. <laughs> and if I need to cough or something, I'm just going to go off mic. So just to let you know. Hey, no problem. No problem. No problem, Brené. Uh, that's perfectly fine. You sound you sound wonderful at this moment of time. So I don't see any issues. And even if it even if you know even if you're unwell, I personally don't care how you sound. So I appreciate the fact that you're being here in this space. Yeah. And and you're trying to help me out. So I mean that is cool. Like you know that is super cool to me. So I I really respect and and I appreciate that, Rene. So so we we will begin we will begin our show you know welcome to brand identity design and i'm your host jason i'm an entrepreneur myself and i'm a self taught designer i specialize in corporate identities and we are doing this series under my club called as the dark side of entrepreneurship now before we get into the show i wanted to say thank you uh for whoever has joined this conversation and also in the listening launch uh, natasha tiffany david sumit thank you so much for joining uh this room today i appreciate and i really value that uh the fact that you know you're offering your time you know being here present here supporting me so i really i really admire that i also want to give a shout out to all those people who will be listening to this conversation over spotify and and also on replay on clubhouse so thank you so much uh, for your support i usually try to send dms to all those individuals personally sometimes you know i you know sometimes clubhouse doesn't allow you to send too many messages so if you don't get my message you still have my regards i will eventually reach out to you uh, saying a thank you note i also wanted to thank uh, you know people who actually helped me to title this room uh, rene so i want to give a shout out to lj dr suki who i met on clubhouse uh, day before yesterday lori and girish yeah, i think it's a super cool title and and you yourself rani recommended a few things with the title so thank you so much for making it easy i'm not at all good when it comes to narrowing and simplifying especially text uh, but you know i, I think it, it's, it's a great topic uh I also want to let people know uh, being on the show is very simple uh, you can be a guest as long as you are able to articulate your thoughts and tell the world what you do and you, and you can explain this journey uh, just dm me the word guest uh, if you like to sponsor the show dm me the word advertise i will be happy to hook you a spot remember i only do one episode at a time and it's is done very strategically depending upon the guest so i wanted to let people know I, I try to do these shows daily, except uh, for Thursdays and Friday, and I have said it numerous times. It's because of the radio show uh, by Tiffany, who I support. So I can't do any rooms on Thursdays and Fridays. Not only for her, but a lot of other friends I have on Clubhouse. I want to give, contribute, and give them back as well. I want to show my friends support as well. So that's what I do. 
and uh, I, I i will we'll quickly head to the conversation not make it lengthy and long winded uh, thank you renee for being here and we are going to be speaking uh, you know on on transformation she has a very powerful story about transformation and she's all about you know how you know she embraced the change you know she adapted and evolved and started with new beginnings and how she was able to find an authentic version of herself she is uh, a, an entrepreneur a speaker and and she also does uh, she's also a coach called as a purpose activation coach which we would be getting into very shortly so thank you so much renee for accepting my invitation it's a great honor she's also she's also the founder of the club called as the purpose activation league i will be pinning the link very soon so renee you know formally i'd like to welcome you to the stage and thank you so much uh, for being here and and i i wanted to you know head off uh, with the first question which i had after reading your bio i wanted to hear from you who is been the greatest inspiration in your life you know which helped you to become an entrepreneur so that's my first question and 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 go ahead renee thank you so much you know i think um i grew up on a ranch in montana and uh a ranch is you know we we raised cows and sheep and horses and um just getting up every day and facing the day the day-to-day -day season by season and having to um watching my my parents watching my parents do that day in and day out and uh the adversity of just the weather <laughs> and how much the weather actually influences the choices that you make on that day about what you have to do and get done i think that that really prepared me for facing the adversity that is entrepreneurship that um you can have all of the direction and the business plan and all those types of things right in front of you and then suddenly something happens and you have to switch gears and what they say is put out fires um and I've been thinking a lot about fire too, as I made my fire this morning and prepared my tea for the day and that my dad uh, made the fire every morning as part of his day, as part of his pattern of, or, you know, what we had to do as part of our day. And so I think that, that my dad probably is the great influence for me because I learned how to pivot on a dime and do something else that needed to be done and keep the focus because the reality of it is you, your job primarily as a farmer and a rancher is um, as a rancher is to keep those animals alive. And then the other piece of it is unlike other, other uh, products that you deliver to the market, and this might be hard for some people to wrap their heads around, that you care for these animals um, for a year, sometimes more, and then they go to slaughter and they become food for people. So it's as close to life as it gets, including life to be there when an, a baby is being born. And I was raised doing that, um, getting up in the middle of the night if need be, and going and helping 
baby calves and baby sheep being born. And then to know that that how it ends is that they, they become food for us. It's a, a really unique experience. And I think that, that that's in large part what prepared me for entrepreneurship. Does, uh, that is, yeah, so sorry, go ahead. No, does that answer your question? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, it, it is very relatable to me because behind my journey, my mom has been my biggest inspiration. I can't tell you how much she has pushed me and supported me. And I feel behind every entrepreneur, you know, who I see currently in the audience, if you are an entrepreneur or somebody who is standing by, if you have a dream and if you're trying to chase it, there is somebody, maybe a friend or maybe a family member who has faith in you, who keeps pushing you to, to make this happen. So I applaud all the, you know, the people who stand by me. So my mom is my biggest inspiration and she has pushed me tremendously to be the person I have become at this moment of time that, you know, I appreciate you sharing uh, that story. I wanted to ask you a few questions, uh, but, you know, I, I wanted to identify and understand. Oh, well, I heard Jason this term. Yeah. Well, uh, um, one thing that really appealed to me, you were in a room uh, recently and you said that it's important to um, to circle back and to say thank you to the people who have been by our sides when we were zeros, you know, when we didn't have anything and, uh, except for like a dream. And um, to just acknowledge how much the people who've been behind us are. And I have to tell you, Jason, that that really rings true to me. And um, to acknowledge people all along the way as they're helping us, because it, this is not easy. It's not an easy path. And to really honor the people who stand by us when the chips are down or when things get really hard for us is super important. And you reminded me to do that. And that's part of the reason that I wanted to be here with you and support your dream and this podcast as it's, as, as, as you're growing yourself. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, Renee. Yes. I, I ensure that I always voice out and, and let those people know who stood by me when I was zero, or when I was trying to grow up, I feel it's a nice way to give back and acknowledge that, you know, you, you know, although people call this term like a self-made man or woman, whatever, but I think, you know, they become self-made, but there are a lot of people behind them, which makes it happen. So I want to acknowledge those people behind me. And that's the reason why I say it. If you are an entrepreneur and if you're trying to build a foundation and a business, you know, it takes a lot of efforts and it takes a lot of people to make that happen have uh, you know have that empathy for those people and and have that generosity and that gratitude towards those people who help you to level up and become uh, that person who you are today so be kind be generous to them and if you do get an opportunity and if you see an entrepreneur you know somewhere who's starting up and if you can offer any sort of help and and when i say help not in terms of uh, just donating money you know, buy their course or buy their stuff, you know, help them out in that way. That's what support is about, you know, because you cannot grow alone. You know, you can only grow by pulling people up first, you know, pull people up first. 
and they are going to help you rise. You know, that's my biggest learning in life. Uh, so, yes, Renee. I didn't realize my mic was open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, this, I think we have to recognize where we're aligned with other people. And so when you spoke out and spoke up about what part of your value system is, that helped me recognize that you and I have um, common connection in our values and that that you would be someone that I would want to work with. So, so as we speak up on what we believe to be true in the world, other people, it strengthens their resolve. You know, in a world that's all about hustle, I believe that we need to bring more heart into the conversation. So, so that's kind of like baseline criteria for me and deciding whether or not I want to work with someone or whether or not I want to spend time with someone. So as you speak up on what you believe in and it resonates with me, that helps me to know that you're somebody that I want to, to work with. So, you know, get clear about your, your values and get clear about your purpose. That's a big piece of this for me so that I know that I want to work with you or that, that you, that, in, yeah, it just helps to clarify things. Yeah. So thank you, Jason. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I really like, you know, this style of conversation uh, because it's not really like an interview because, you know, I, I think interviews are very formal. So when I, when I created the club and, you know, guys, if you don't know, my club is just like, you know, seven to eight days old. And we have already reached 300 individuals. I think we have impacted so far who have joined the club. I see, I think, you know, we are doing something which people like and admire. And not to say, you know, I can't deny the fact that many of my friends also do invite people to join the club. So I highly appreciate everybody who supports uh, in this cause. I wanted to... You know, I wanted the audience to actually know more about you because I think people buy from people, uh, you know, once that connection is formed. So I want the audience to know more about you. So uh, the thing which I wanted to ask you, what is that aha moment, you know, which you got like, you know, when, when, when you really got the feeling that, okay. Now this is what I'm gonna do, and you know that you know this is how I start my entrepreneurial journey. So could you take us back, you know, uh, through time and tell us what was that aha moment, and how did that happen? What was the experience, and what did you do to make it happen? What kind of transformation did that lead to? So um, I feel like I just have. You're, what you call an aha moment, I often refer to as epiphanies. And I feel like I get these epiphanies on a, on a regular basis. Um, and I, it seems to me that a lot of them have been born out of frustration of looking around at what isn't working in the world and, and then tuning my mind to like, solutions like there has to be a solution and so um i would say like i would go back to high school and kind of just looking at the system that didn't take into account you know it, it's preparing us it's preparing young people to go into the world and um 
get, get jobs. Right. And I was like, but nobody's asking any of us what problems we want to solve. And so I think I was thinking about that purpose all the way back then, but it's a big nebulous kind of process or project. And I've followed this impetus over and over, asking the same questions over and over, but it, it came from this frustration of a teenager of like, I, I feel inside my body that there is something, some reason that I am here on planet earth to right now during this time. And I have to figure it out. And the funny thing is here I am, what well, I'm 48 now. <laughs> so a couple of decades have come gone by and it's like the same conclusion. People are still, people, adults are struggling with the same thing. We've had the opportunity with this pandemic to sit with ourselves, being taken out of the context of our jobs in the way that we've done them and expected them and, and, and been expected to do them. And that, and then we landed at home, most of us where we had to be with ourselves. And now people, a lot of people don't want to go back to those jobs the way it was done before. Because somewhere in that that span of time when things were upside down, we went, uh, oh, geez, I really haven't been tuned into what who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing here. So the brilliance of the pandemic has been that we have the opportunity to figure that out if we make the choice to do it, if we believe in ourselves enough to 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 take the time to ask ourselves the hard questions about whether or not, you know, why, why am I alive at this time on planet earth? What's important to me? I'm not, I'm, I'm asking this to myself, but I'm asking you and the audience to think about this. What's important to you? A better way to ask that question is what really pisses you off? What's broken and needs to be fixed? That's, those are teenager questions, but they're questions for all of us. This is like an, an existential crisis is what happened. The, the, our world got turned upside down. That's what happens when somebody dies. So I lost my mom when I was 23 and my dad when I was 34. Mom from cancer. And that was a long haul for her into remission. And then, and then she, she got sick again and then she died. And it, it was like a four year journey and it sucked. And I was, I was trying to figure out who I was as a young woman. And to see that, to experience that pushed me. Cause I was like, man, I'm really young. And my mom was really young. And then my dad was killed in a car accident that happened in a blink of an eye. And that really set me on my journey. I had already been on my career path, which got set about when my mom passed away. I went to massage school. And 
the beauty about that is that I got to give back. It, it, uh, that, that work gave me a sense of purpose that I could be helpful to people. And I got instant gratification. Somebody came into the space feeling yucky, feeling stressed out, their body in physical pain, and they would walk out feeling better. Instant gratification for me, plus money in my pocket. But when my dad died, I was already well into my career. And suddenly I was like, that actually started me on my burnout journey. Because I was like, holy shit, I'm in, I'm in so much pain. And people are coming to me now asking me to solve their pain. And I, 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 it was really intense. And I could, I, couldn't I, I continued to do it but it was different after that and then <laughs> that said about the who am I now because once you experience burnout at some point it's gonna end <laughs> you'll even you'll either self-sabotage it or it will it will be taken away from you for some other reason and so you so this is why we have to understand that we're not just going to have one career in our life. We're not just going to have because we're made of more than that. And and we're supposed to be on the journey of figuring out who we are now after we've implemented and experienced whatever experiences we have. But here's the thing. I still do body work. Just last night I I there oh, I have um my neighbor is set up to go to get surgery on her feet that she has hammer toes and i i said you know i had a teacher who said that hammer toes can be healed i i can get on the line with him and find out um what his what his solution is but i've been working with bodies long enough to to feel to them to listen to them and so this was our second session and she came over a couple hours later and was like, it's like a miracle. And I said, I don't want you to do the surgery. I want you to hold off on the surgery. I want to see if we can use body work, which is a natural thing. Instead of breaking all the bones in your feet, which can never bend again. And our bones and our feet are meant to bend. So I don't want you to get pins and, 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 put have them put, fuse your bones together because your feet will never bend right again and that's going to have long-term implications so 25 mm. years after i started i'm still using that work and i've gone on to other things too i don't know if i i, I went off on a tangent i apologize <laughs> uh, there's nothing to apologize Renee. people are trying to get to know you and I understand we have spoken before. So for the audience, guys, I want you to know that once once you do like a, a pre-discovery call, you know, uh, with, with a guest, you know, sometimes they don't highlight a few things because they think that, you know, they have already said. So I know I have spoken to Renee before. That's why you see the bits and pieces of this conversation. But I appreciate, you know, you know, you know, you know, you sharing what you're sharing just now, you know, see, as an individual, although I have not experienced loss, but you know, I, 
I can understand how you feel and and I think uh, you know when when you have a loss of a parent or somebody in the family you know it pushes you to grow faster and I think you know people call this uh, adulting or something I think so I wanted to ask you you know Renee what advice would you give to those individuals or people who are grieving and and you know because of a loss and, and they want to find out what is their purpose and how to go about identifying that purpose. What would you recommend based on your personal experience? How did you deal with it? So that, you know, maybe that can be a, a, a lot of value to those people who are finding it challenging. You know, I'm sorry, you know, I may have add like multiple layers, but I wanted to do. Do you understand my question or? Renee, are you there? Yes, yes, I am. I'm sorry. I, Jason, I just sent you a message in the back channel. So, um, okay. So the thing about grief and loss is the first thing that I would recommend is to write, just start writing. And, and it's important to do right away after the, the loss and, um, let it be stream of consciousness. So I, uh, my cousin's wife gave me a book and it had all these beautiful prompts in it. And I didn't actually take advantage of that book. And I wish that I would have because it, it did have really great prompts in it, but I did write. And the thing about it is you're You have these sets of experiences right now in the moment of the loss that, um, you'll never understand it that the same way again. And the way that our brain works is that it's going to keep bringing to our attention. It's called rumination. It's going to keep ruminating on whatever the, the, the fear is or the imagery is or whatever. And what it, your brain is asking you to acknowledge the, um, what it's bringing to the surface. So if you talk back to it in your own head, you just kind of tend to get into an argument <laughs> and it'll keep going around and around and around. But if you write about it, you can say to your brain, I took notes. I'm taking notes. I hear you. And that actually has this brilliance of calming your brain down. So that's the gift you give to your brain is to acknowledge that it's got these concerns and you acknowledge the concerns and you honor them by writing them down. And it, it, that's the first thing that offers relief. The second thing that offers relief is breathing. <laughs> and it sounds so simple, but it's, it's one of the most important things. And when I was going through, um, a business loss. So we might, we might get to this, but when I was going through this other major type of loss, um, one of the things, and, and I ended up talking to people about their turning point stories because I needed, I needed to some, I need to anchor on somebody else's hope, somebody else's story. Cause I was so in the weeds about it that I, needed to have hopeful stories. So what I started to do is ask other people about when, for lack of a better word, the shit had hit the fan <laughs> and things were a mess for them and they had experienced terrible loss. What brought them back? And over and over and over again, people said, I just had to remind myself to breathe. 
And in my bodywork training, that's a key component as well. And I'd been coaching people on breathing and the value of breathing for releasing pain and tension from your own body for years. But in the moment of crisis myself, you could see it. I was holding my breath all the time. And then I was panting, hyperventilating myself. <laughs> and so to have people tell me, sometimes all you can do is breathe and take one step forward. And as you take one step forward, more information is given to you and life starts to open up again. Because what happens with grief is everything seems to close down on you. It's not just grief, it's the trauma of loss. And then grief is like the umbrella that holds all of that. So there's been trauma and loss and writing about it helps and breathing helps. And then there's a third piece, it's learning to be with yourself. Because all of a sudden, all this information that you've been holding inside of yourself is just stuck there. And, and the world is closing in on you. And you, you suddenly have all of these emotions that you've been successful in the past of keeping at bay. I mean, anger is one of the big ones that comes up. Anger. Anger has energy behind it, but deep, deep sadness. If you've never experienced depression, and when that falls upon you in this process, people don't know what to do with that. And, 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 and our friends and family, they're trying to avoid it too. So now if you're in the thick of it, it can feel like they're avoiding you because you're in the thick of it. And they don't actually know what to do to help. And in some cases, there is nothing that you can do to help. And that's a terrible, in, in a world full of people who want to fix problems and solve problems, it's a terrible thing to watch someone stumbling around, fumbling around, suffering from the trauma of loss and the grief that they're feeling and not know what to do about it and you as the person who's experiencing not know what to do about it and desperately wanting to escape it and so the process is you write about it you practice breathing and then you learn to be present with yourself and just witness and not judge those intense emotions. The sadness is one, but the anger is the other because we don't like to feel angry. It, it's really uncomfortable and we sure don't like to show it to others. And we've been taught by our cultures not to show our anger because it, it, it makes us vulnerable. People can take advantage of those things, but shoving it down and repressing it doesn't help. So there has to be a way of witnessing ourselves to be present with ourselves when those intense emotions come up. And the two ways to do that is learning to breathe and writing. So it's like, yeah, that's the process.
-hmm. as far as I can tell. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really appreciate you sharing that, Renee. You know, you know, I, I, I listen to, uh, you know, a lot of radio shows, including the one which you see by Tiffany. So she, I, I remember one conversation. She, she, I remember she saying about this five stages of grief and stuff. I don't remember it completely, but I remember, you know, she's saying the same thing. And I, I remember, you know, clearly anger being one of them. So I wanted to, I wanted to do a quick reset uh, for the audience because I've seen new people joined. I wanted to acknowledge uh, the people who are supporting me and who is, who, who is down below helping me out, you know, with facing my fear on public speaking you know, how to communicate, you know, stuff like that. So I wanted to, you know, give a shout out to those individuals standing for me. So Tiffany, thank you so much for being here. She, you know, she's a radio show host, my good friend, my best friend. And uh, I help her with her radio show on Thursdays and Fridays. I want to uh, thank Luke for being here. Uh, and, and I want to thank Sentil, Richard, Glenn, Natasha, Girish, Melissa, Agirish is a good friend and Melissa is also a good friend and client. Millard and Natasha down below. So thank you so much uh, for being here, supporting uh, me and the room and the space which we have held. I would like to take a moment and, and give a shout out to, uh, to my sponsor for today's show. Uh, today's show is sponsored by East West uh, Functional Training LLC. Now, most entrepreneurs lead an unhealthy lifestyle while running and managing their business. A healthy and nutritious life is imperative for all entrepreneurs and has proven to be impactful in raising overall productivity at work and keeping the spirits up. But eating healthy doesn't mean uh, that, you know, following a certain diet plan, which you probably see on YouTube or by Googling it. There are many other variables to consider, uh, like, you know, body type food sensitivities oxidative stress mental health etc so please reach out to leslie uh, she's a certified functional nutritionist a lifestyle practitioner and she helps she will help you to design a personalized nutritional program according to your lifestyle and needs uh, the website link is pinged on the pinged on the top uh, you know you can reach out to her She's willing to offer you a free 45 minute consultation uh, using the promo code. Uh, that's my name with the I J A I S O N. So you should have a contact information on the website, which I have pinned on the top. So welcome to brand identity design guys. Uh, and um, we are doing a series called as the dark side of entrepreneurship. Uh, the idea behind uh, the club uh, is to voice out some of those uh, moments an entrepreneur goes through which transforms them which changes them and we makes them more authentic and uh, we want to voice out those things let you guys know that these obstacles and challenges is what is going to transform and change you to a better individual and it's going to help you to grow into a better person today we have our guest uh, renee here my, my my friend and and she's a coach uh, she uh, she she's a purpose activation coach she's an entrepreneur and a speaker and she is sharing some of her journey and we are trying to get more information from her trying to get to know her better so that we can understand her purpose so my follow up question uh, you know from what you just said i wanted to understand 
what was the most exciting thing uh, you know which which you found while you started in this entrepreneurial journey you know or when you started you know creating this company what was so exciting how did that make you feel could you share a bit on those moments or maybe even voice out some of the challenges as well yeah so i have uh, two two things on this and that i i'm really i love this question um <laughs> I got the opportunity to work with a virtual assistant. Um, she's she was based she's based out of the Philippines, and um, it was so much fun because here I was. Well, I'm not giving you much context in in this. My idea was to um, set up a business where people so we had a, a video studio and an audio studio and people could come in that maybe didn't have a good setting for their uh to shoot their program um uh, uh content in video and i was living in this small town in montana and so that seemed like a good thing to do and that we were all going to grow together great actually it's a great idea and <laughs> one that i think that could is it, is being done in other places but we didn't have anything like that in our community so i had the resource of i had some money and i decided to put it towards this vision and ultimately i wanted to employ teenagers as a, uh, a business model to help them start learning how to do audio video editing because they're already interested in, uh, lots of them are interested in working with their phones and stuff like that, working with audio video editing, which is something that um, is definitely a job that people want and will pay for. So that was the, the game plan. And, um, here, I, I want to first. I want to speak to the dark side of entrepreneurship. As we're learning how to do this stuff, and we're in places like Clubhouse or wherever we're consuming content, we are inundated with people who are saying, "I've got the first most important solution to what your problem is, whatever wherever you're stuck," and that can lead to information overload and overwhelm, and so where i was at is i was trying to do everything the way that all the people were telling me to do it and i was running in lots and lots of different directions trying to solve all these problems at the same time and um he's not here in the room by, right now but david milton was the a person who he was here earlier he was the first person who finally got it through my head and my experience on clubhouse has been you got to take care of yourself first and the way that you do that is you make sales. And so if I would have had him in my corner coaching me, he would have said, what's the first thing you're going to sell? Let's get that sold and get money coming in so that you can keep going. Because what I was doing is I was spending money on all these things that other people had determined were the first and most important thing to do. And they're all important, all of them, branding, uh, setting up the structure of your business, you know, the, the business plan, the um, strategy for, for, for all of that stuff is important. But in, in a way, and what I've been being taught now is that you just got to make the sales first. And that's what validates your idea is making the sales. 
So you have to have an offer and you have to have a call to action and you have to approach people and ask them to buy what you're selling. And so that's the information that I'm applying first. So the dark side of entrepreneurship is that everybody's selling you something and if you've got the money to throw at it, you will procrastinate and avoid the real challenge, which is making sales yourself. So that's the cautionary tale. I lost the business because I became the bottleneck in the business because I was trying to do all the things myself. And I, and even though I, at, at a point, and this is where I'm going to tell you about the thing that's so, most exciting to me. Um, I did eventually start to delegate, but it was too late in the game and I wasn't making the sales to continue to pay her and pay for all the other things. So, um, so that's the cautionary tale. Everyone is out there trying to sell you their solution. And if you spend all your money on everybody else's solutions without making sales, you won't be able to continue your business. So you asked the question though, originally about what was the most inspiring or fun part of it? The most fun part of it was working with Kat, who was my virtual assistant. And she was so into the systems. I would, everything I threw at her, we bounced ideas back and forth to one another and we moved stuff further faster together than uh, I had done on my own. And, and, and the things that were, I was struggling with and stumbling over, she would just pick up the ball and run with it and, and, and be able to deliver pieces of the puzzle back to me. And it was a creative for her and it gave me so much relief and it was an absolute joy. And I, it's just so exciting to know that that's coming for me again. But also, it, you know, I have had to go back and restart this thing. <laughs> and that's part of the process. It just is part of the process. If you're an entrepreneur, you will likely have to begin again <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone talks about it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, oh, we've yeah. got people on the stage with us. So there's going to be questions. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we uh, you know, I try to do the room within 60 minutes, but sometimes, you know, it just goes way overboard. It goes up to two hours. I want to be very respectful to Renee's time because she does a lot of rooms herself. Uh, and and she is a busy person, so I don't want to take too much of her time. And 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 I also want to be respectful to the audience who listen to these conversations over over replay or Spotify as well. You know, sometimes they don't engage just looking at the length. For example, if I see a big size book in a library, I would never pick it up. You know, something on those lines. We want to keep the content rich, and we want to keep it easy for people to navigate. So, oh, you know, I, I had this question, uh, you know, which I wanted to ask you this, you know, this thing which I heard from your bio, it's called as purpose activation. You know, could you enlighten and, and give people a fair understanding? What exactly, what kind of coaching is this or what kind of difference does it create in comparison to other coaches which are out there? Would you mind shedding some light on 
like what is that value proposition you bring and then once you answer that we will start taking questions from the audience awesome jason um so the first thing is just that i think that a lot of other coaches um meet up with you somewhere on your journey but that a lot of us haven't even identified what our purpose is and so this is like almost precursory to starting a business and um we get really back to the basics everything from um, i have a set of 20 questions that i ask people about what they think about uh, what they're building right now and the interesting thing is i start off with that question what are you working on right now but by the time that we get through the 20 questions and I, and I rephrase and reframe that, but it's the same question. I rephrase it, I reframe it. The journey in this three hours that we spend together, tapping into these essential questions, people will often have an aha moment or an epiphany that they're not quite working on what they really want to be working on. And so when we get energy behind what we really want to be doing or what we're really called to be doing, that changes everything because that has a lot of energy in it. You can, you can sell products on Amazon and, and that's a doable thing, but it's not sustainable because mostly it's about making money. It's not about our purpose. And our purpose is like this divine mission that we were set about, um, whether you believe in God or whatever, but you're here, we're all here together on planet earth at this time in our life because we're supposed to be working on something together not just making money and not just paying our taxes. We're supposed to be solving problems and, and making this world a better place. And that's, that's why um, the purpose piece is so important to me and, and, and should be so important to, to people out there. But we're, we're not even allowed, it's like we're not even allowed or asked these questions and that's what I do. I ask those questions. And then as part of the journey, we go back in our timeline and we look at both the patterns, but the turning points of our lives, because those things are part of what influenced the choices we've made and the decisions we've made, but it also is an indicator of our purpose. So those are just two of the pieces of the puzzle. And by the time you're done with it, the, 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 this initial um, part of the journey, you, have a much better self-awareness and see, here's the thing. I'm operating under the belief that, that self-actualization, according to Abraham Maslow, a psychologist um, who created Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that he said that only 2% of the population would ever self-actualize, that they would get stuck running around in circles in the lower echelons of the, of the pyramid, the hierarchy. And that's just making money to prove that you're worth of something. The point is to get to a place where you know yourself and you are bringing your best, your brightest, your 
great gift of self to the world and you're helping to solve problems in your in your community and in the world so he said two percent and i'm like we got to do better than that that's that's what i'm aiming for to help people to be part to get to their own self-actualization and it's not for me to define it's for me to help you discover and then activate it get on it tune into that energy and go so i posted um the the what what i'm offering but i'm going to go back and um i'm going while while people are sharing their thoughts or offering um more questions i'm going to go find the the opt-in page so um if you're interested in this you can uh, start your journey with that rather than what the actual offer is so um with that i'll yield the mic and go hunt that uh, that link down no problem renee no problem you know thank you so much guys for listening to this conversation with renee i appreciate this share renee although you know you didn't completely answer my question and i i really wanted the audience to know and i don't i don't blame you sometimes i find it challenging just to frame questions while we are like having conversations it takes me a little time so it's possible i didn't frame it correctly but you know we'll get back to that I wanted to acknowledge Girish. Girish is a good friend and he's going to be on our show, by the way, tomorrow. Yeah, so when he said back to basics, I was laughing the hell out because Girish has the same podcast. <laughs> but he's an entrepreneur, he's a technologist and an amazing friend of mine and a very superb person, guys. You know, I would definitely highly recommend people not only to follow Renee but also to follow Girish. He's a gem of a person. Thank you so much for being here. I want to acknowledge Luke. He's a marketing genius. I have been into the marketing cafe numerous times. A wealth of information shared by Luke. Luke, thank you so much for patiently waiting. And Tiffany, again, my good friend. I also want to acknowledge Natasha for staying this, you know, throughout the duration of the show. Glenn and Senthil. Leslie, thank you so much for joining the conversation. Uh, Natalie, Millard, Ravi, and 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 Nishan. Nishan, you know, we, you know, Girish, you know, please have a look at uh, the bio of uh, of other individuals. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you for joining the conversation, Nishan. So, so I will quickly head to the Q and A session with, uh, you know, let's start with Girish. So, Girish, do you have a, a comment or a question? Yeah, so please don't sue me that I didn't come in the beginning. Um, there was definitely snow on the East Coast, so I was trying to shovel as much as I can, and then I came over here to support, and whatever I've heard so far may, you know, made me realize that my mission is not that as, uh, as grateful as yours, uh, but uh, sometimes I think that everyone's mission is a little different, right? Uh, my When you said back to basics, I think think when you said that it made me feel that my mission is awesome <laughs> so thank you for making me remind that you know everyone's mission does matter your voice does matter uh, when someone says that you have your own podcast and and that's just another podcast the difference between theirs and ours is that it's a voice and it's a mission and it's you so everyone matters when it comes to entrepreneurship and everyone can transform into whatever they can but just just be yourself whenever you do something so yeah i don't know renee if that was a question or a statement but that's what i got from uh, this uh, 
you know, call it whatever I've uh, heard so far. So thank you again, Renee, for being here. Oh, Girish, thank you so much. You know, I think what you're speaking about is authenticity. So in a way, it doesn't matter what we're doing. We just have to know why we're doing it. Simon Sinek talks about start with the why and, 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 and everything evolves from there. So um, I'm not sure exactly what you're selling or, or doing in the world, but it sounds like you have a commitment to that and you feel like um, it's authentic to you. And that's the key is to determine that it, this is authentic to me and allowing ourselves to evolve. That's the other piece. Um, because we, it, it, life happens to us and it evolves us. <laughs> so I really hear that in, in, in your response. Thank you so much. No, thank you. If you want to know more, come tomorrow for my interview. I'll tell you that. <laughs> How about yeah, that? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pitch line, I guess. I, <laughs> I appreciate that question, you know, and comment, Kirish, at the same time. So, Luke, you know, thank you so much for patiently waiting. Do you have a comment or a question you'd like to ask, Renee, based on the conversation we just had? Uh, uh, thanks, thanks very much, Jason. Um, uh, pleased to uh, meet you, Renee, um, and and very interesting to to hear you talk. Um, and, and and Jason, um, no way am I a, a marketing guru, uh, you know. But uh, thank you for the compliment. Um, I'll I'll take it and file it away. Um, now, look, Renee, I, I I hear what you're saying about uh, you know. Um, Trying to become yourself, uh, understanding yourself, and and then trying to, um, yeah, I, I suppose it's a it's a, an inner uh, trying to find that inner ability um, to uh, combat the different things that happen in in people's lives as they're as they're on that journey, whether it be through loss or it be through different challenges as an entrepreneur. Um, the question I have is, is what you think about, um, time, because as an entrepreneur, I, I kind of feel, uh, I kind of feel sometimes there is not enough time or there, uh, you know, for different benchmarks and for different things that, that you've got going on, um, success points, those sales targets that you, you want to try and hit. Um, I just, you know, I, I've been in large companies before where you get pressed for time. And now as a, as a semi sort of entrepreneur, um, uh, it's, I'm, I'm just finding the whole, sometimes a struggle, um, not only management myself for time, but also, um, yeah, how to balance everything that, that kind of needs to be done. So I was kind of interested what you thought about, you know, when you're saying becoming yourself, um, and uh, what advice you could give about management of time as an entrepreneur? Oof, who doggy? <laughs> uh, tough question. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard anyone in any room at any point talking about this. Maybe you're out in the world and asking that question. Uh, please keep going into rooms and asking that question because that might be the billion dollar question. Well, um, it's the it's it's the one that I'm no. struggling with at the most at the moment because you yeah. know like you you kind of like I've 
done the corporate thing, right? And, and you know, you've got someone looking over your shoulder and you've got someone that's cracking the whip and saying, come on, Luke, come on, we've got to get these targets. And so you're rushing around like a headless chicken and you hit those targets and you feel great. And then suddenly you feel like, okay, no, this is not for me. I want to do something different. And you go off in a path and then you feel, re- I feel really good. I, I really enjoy what I'm doing. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, um, yeah, uh, I'm like swimming and, and, and just, yeah, the, the time element is really tough. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so the first thing I want to say is that it, when we get caught up in that, that's actually what's going to potentially lead to burnout. So because you're driven and not you per se, but we can get driven by external influences. So the same things that I recommended for grief (laughs) is one to give yourself permission to take the time to write because that's going to help. And you might not be a writer, but jotting down some of the, the edginess, that turmoil that comes up when you you're racing and chasing after other people's and your own, you know, these are your own goals that, um, that sense of urgency can really get out of hand at some point. And that was part of what actually, when I think about it now, that's actually part of what led to my, my own, the blow up of my own business project is that I was racing and chasing so quickly that I didn't allow, create the space to do that personal relational work that's essential to um, having a happy life and a healthy life. And, and if we don't establish rules and boundaries for ourselves and others around that, then we get into the zone where it, it will burn us up because we can race and chase as long and as fast and as hard after other people's agendas that become our own goals and missions that, um, that we forget to take time for ourselves. So writing, breathing, and uh, learning to be with the uncomfortableness of that sense of urgency. And then there's the fourth piece, celebrate. That was the other thing I failed to do and that I'm bringing into this next piece of the piece of the puzzle for me because I've been told by a bunch of people that it's essential and I'm believing them because I look at what they're doing and how they do it and they celebrate even the small wins. And then there's this other thing. Um, oh God, he, this is going to sound totally funny. I'm trying to think of his name. Nicholas Ashbaugh. He's a, he, he reads tarot cards, but more than a tarot card reader, I just think that he's like a guide for me. I listen to him and he talks about creating boundaries and business with your boss. And it encourages me so much. And he gives language and scripts around it. So um, Nicholas Ashbaugh is somebody that I turn to to learn how to create boundaries with the people who are asking me to spend my time, my precious time, on things that are important to them. So I, I suggest finding somebody who who really, really gets it from the inside of the corporate structure, who knows how to c- create scripts 
that you can turn to in those points when somebody's asking you for more and more and more and making their agenda more and more and more urgent for you because it is your time and your time is precious. I mean, we can't make it so precious that we don't do anything, but you're doing a lot. So acknowledge that, celebrate your successes, and, and get clear about what your boundaries are so that people aren't pushing you so hard that you burn out. So I hope that helps, Luke. No, look, I, I, uh, I, I really appreciate that. Um, and then there's some good takeaways there. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's really interesting because I think the, the way that I, you know, celebrated and, and, and you know, give me a give myself a pat on the back and things like that in the, the, um, in the past, uh, I have to do it differently now. It's, it's kind of funny, but, uh, yeah. Um, but I, I, I hear what you're saying and, 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 uh, um, yeah, I think as an entrepreneur, um, yeah, you have to sort of kind of celebrate things in a different way. Um, there's no fat check coming in the, the, the mail, um, every month that you can <laughs> splurge on. Um, and that's, uh, that's the challenge. It, it's, it's a lot of up and down things that, uh, but yeah, no, look, I, I really appreciate the, the point of view there and, and, um, thank you. Awesome. Hey, thanks Luke. Thanks Luke for joining the conversation and asking that super nice question. I appreciate that very much. We will quickly do a room reset since we are reaching the 60 minute mark. Hey, you know, welcome to brand identity design club. And we are doing this series called as a dark side of entrepreneurship and 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 today's guest is renee a good friend of mine she's an entrepreneur she's a coach as a speaker as well thank you so much for the opportunity to be here i also wanted to quickly give a shout out to today's sponsor uh, today's show is sponsored by east uh, you know what i forgot to pin the link let me pin the link okay so rewind let me restart again so today's show is sponsored by east west functional training llc most entrepreneurs lead an unhealthy lifestyle while running and managing their business a healthy and nutritious life is imperative for all entrepreneurs and has proven to be uh, you know to be very impactful with regards to you know increasing their productivity and the work spirit however eating healthy doesn't always mean that entrepreneurs follow a certain diet plan off of youtube or you know google there are many other variables to it like you know your type of your body food sensitivities mental health brain and gut health environmental triggers etc uh, please reach out to leslie i have the link pinned on the top and she's also down in the audience if you see followed by speaker like an amazing friend and and the client as well uh, she's a certified Functional nutritious, uh, Nutrition and Lifestyle Practitioner. Uh, sorry, I, you know, it's, it's difficult to read sometimes big words. And, and she will help you to design a personalized uh, nutritional program according to your lifestyle and needs. Uh, she's also offering a 45-minute consultation using the promo code, which is Jason, my, my name with an I. So thank you so much for Leslie for sponsoring the show. And, and let's move on to Tiffany. Uh, I appreciate your patience and Nishant, we will get back, you know, we'll get to you shortly as well. And thank you so much for people in the audience. Uh, Leslie again, Natali, Natasha and Dr. Tanvi for joining today's conversation. If you're hearing it on replay, uh, thank you so much uh, for checking out the show. If you're, if you're listening to it on Spotify, please uh, follow uh, my show on Spotify. Thank you so much. 
Uh, yes, Tiffany, do you have a comment or a question? Oh, hi, Jason. And, um, you know, I'm here for you always. And hi, Garish and uh, Leslie and everyone I've met before. And, um, and Renee, thanks for your time, for sharing um, and being a guest. I lost my parents as well um, when I was young, younger, like uh, under the age of 22. So grief and grief and loss, I was kind of taking this from what you were saying in the beginning, is really hard. Um, and, and especially when you're 18 years old and trying to adult into adulting and trying to figure out your path in life and and what what kind of career choice you want and can you do it and can you put yourself to school and all of that. And then, um, but that's where therapy, in my opinion, is very, very helpful because when you're in that angry phase of grief and loss, and I was there too, don't get me wrong, but um, therapy and I'm a licensed therapist now pretty much because of what I went through and um, and um, found my calling in that. But, but the five stages that Jason was kind of saying is like, you know, the denial, bargaining, anger, depression, and then acceptance. And we can go up and down in those stages of grief and loss, you know, through our whole lives being acceptance and something triggers us or whatever, but to be angry in that stage um, is really affects our physical and mental health. Um, that's where therapy really helped me myself and I help others with that as well. But adulting is fear-based. So um, trying to figure out what you want to do and all that stuff. Like I agree with what you're saying, um, but I think it's, you know, when people don't want to, it's, it's based on fear and, um, but you know we like coaching and therapists and um, teachers they they usually get into this line of work because we've been through something we've been through some sort of trauma and everything and it needs to be dealt with or else we never fully heal because we don't have to live with the things that are brushed under the rug or you know uh, the grief and the loss forever we can we can go through um grief and loss therapy anger management um Cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavioral, there's mindfulness, everything. And um, there's a lot of other tools besides just journaling and breathing, even though those are really great. But the last thing I wanted to do was at the end of the day is sit there and write after typing and just anything. And what was Luke was saying with time management, you know, um, balance is key, in my opinion, um, to make sure that you balance your family, your personal life, whatever you're into, your dog, your cat, if you have a bunny, I don't know, make sure that you set aside time for all of it so that the burnout doesn't happen and that you can juggle everything that you love. Because when we feel unbalanced, like I'm a mother too, and then I'm also an entrepreneur. And if I feel like I'm putting too much time into my work, I feel like I'm neglecting my family and it kind of, it's back and forth. And if I feel like I'm not working hard enough it's so balance is definitely key and we we have to include ourselves in that with the self-care we have to make time for ourselves and not feel guilty about it because when we're really doing what we really love passionately sometimes we lose track of oh wait did i even pee today like i didn't put through the bathroom i don't even know because we love doing what we're doing so much and i host a live radio show like jason was saying and love doing that and then i host a, i have a counseling center and then i'm a mom as well and that comes first above all of it and and taking time to try to exercise and um self-care eat right like you know what leslie does and 
which I should do more of. I'm not going to sit there and say I do that to the best, but I've been trying to get hold of Leslie to help the sponsor of the show, uh, to help figure out how to stay healthy when I sit on my butt all day doing radio show and talking to clients. You know, I don't get to exercise as much as I want and that kind of stuff and eat the right things or eat the same time of the day, that kind of thing. And I'm almost off from my rant rant box, but balance and time management and that, you know, we can, we can all surpass our bumps in the road. Not everyone fails. I feel like failing is a bad word. It's, it's a learning opportunity of what not to do and to succeed and just try something different and to bet on ourselves because life is short. And appreciate everybody what you're saying and thanks for listening. And this is Tiffany, I'm done. Thanks, Jason. Oh, hey, Tiffany. No problem. Uh, I just wanted to appreciate so much of what you brought um, to the conversation. I, I agree with you. There are so many different ways that we can um, to take on the to to take on the grief piece. And I, I absolutely counseling. I did I did use counseling in the beginning. Um, now many years later, because grief and trauma are some things that as you said, as you pointed out, it's like a lifelong process. And recently I came across this woman, um, the crappy childhood fairy, and she talks about, um, CPTSD. So childhood or complex PTSD from childhood experiences. And I didn't know that that was act op, acting and operating in the background. I tend to not like to put myself or others in a box, but as I listened to her and started, um, kind of tapping into how, how things were showing up for me in my own life, I could see that the, that the things were, were ringing true for me. And so that's where understanding that the writing piece is something that you can do for free. And I know at the end of the day, it's like, you don't want to do that. So her suggestion is just take a few minutes to see, to check in with yourself, to see what you're ruminating on, to give your brain some permission, because sometimes people can't afford therapy that uh, if you're doing all that work, you're reading a ton of books, sometimes that gets overwhelming back on the things that you can do and it's cheap or free (laughs) like meditation, but that's hard to get sometimes get yourself to sit down and do. So I'm just offering a couple of suggestions. And for me personally, somatic experiencing or tension and trauma release, moving that information and energy through my whole body is really key. And being able to talk it out with somebody who's following along on your journey on a regular basis, like a therapist, that can be hugely game changing. So I just really wanted to appreciate that you brought that up. And also that fear and, um, uh, you used the word fear and a, a couple days ago, somebody brought to my attention. Yeah. Sometimes it looks like fear, but it also can be that you've, you've lost touch with your ability to trust. And so instead of trying to fight the fear or overcome the fear, how can we engage more with trust in ourselves and trust in the universe that then that's an active going towards rather than 
retreating from or fighting with. Um, and that, that was a really game changing piece of information for me. So, um, you just brought to attention, my attention, a ton of pieces of information. And I really appreciate that, Tiffany. This is why these conversations are so good and why, you know, sharing, sharing with people on the stage and getting feedback is essential because that's what really moves these conversations forward for everyone. So thank you so much, Jason. Yeah, awesome, awesome, Tiffany. I appreciate you. Are you clarifying and can I add one? You know, thing? asking. Yeah, why uh, not? How Renee was saying um, about you know how I was saying at the end of the day, I don't want to write something, but maybe get my thoughts out there. And there's something that free. Most of us own cell phones, right? And um, you could do a vlog like where you don't send it out to anyone live, but like look at yourself and just talk, where you don't have to actually use a pen and paper, but get some thoughts off your head, you can save them in a, in a you know, drive or whatever like that and go back and look at them. Those are for people that don't like to text or type or handwrite, that helps a lot. And adult coloring, there's um, coloring books that, that sounds weird, but it really alleviates depression and anxiety and they even sell them at like Barnes and Noble and things like that because coloring is relaxing and that kind of stuff as well. Um, so those are just a couple other tools that I was just kind of off the top of my head, but they help. And thanks. Yeah, no problem, Tiffany. It's, also a, it's always about getting relief, giving ourselves relief, right, Tiffany? At the end of the day, whatever works, you know, aside from people can go drugs and alcohol work, that definitely helps me check out, not think about you know, what I don't want to think about, but there are so many good, healthy ways to take care of ourselves, to do those self-care practices. And the point is, is to give ourselves relief. And so it's great to have all, you know, share these ideas, brainstorm the ideas. Yeah, absolutely, Renee. I appreciate, you know, the conversation we are just having right now. I wanted to also thank Nishant for patiently waiting and also some of the people who have joined the conversation. Dr. J, uh, whom you see down below, good friend of me, mine and Tiffany, doc Dr. Catherine. Uh, so we call her Dr. J. So thank you so much for being here. Lor Lorna and Paul. I'm so sorry, guys, if I butcher your name. I'm not doing it intentionally. But Nishant, thank you so much for your patience. And do you have a question or a comment, brother? Thank you, Jishan, <clears throat> for having me here. I'm so sorry. Um, I might sound tipsy right now. I'm down one 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 bar of beer, but see, just one thing. Yeah. So so I that want to be respectful. Love is honesty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't want to, uh, you know, be disrespectful. Sorry, Nishant. You know, I apologize, but I want to be respectful to Renee. Uh, and the people on stage. So, you know, let's actually have, uh, you know, have our final thoughts. But before we move on to final thoughts. So, Renee, I, I have pinned this link which you have shared with me. And because the HTML tag just shows you are invited, I don't think people know it's actually your website, uh, you know, which you want people to be directed to. Why don't you tell us a bit about the offering? What do you what kind of value you bring to people and what is that they can utilize you the most for you know could you explain that to the audience and 
and and and and guide them how they can reach out to you how they can take advantage of your services and if there is any sort of offer you're willing to provide for people who is just listening to this conversation so jason is this is that the part that i didn't fully answer your <laughs> your question before is that is this that question yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the value I bring to people is that um, the, my presence to hold space for you while you figure yourself out. And it's different than, it, it, there is a coaching component to it, but really it's more about asking questions that will help you tune in and tap into yourself and your larger purpose, your greater purpose. Uh, outside of your job. It's like, what's your passion project? What problems do you see that need to be solved? And what's your unique solution to that? What, you know, there are these four questions. What are you pissed off about? What, or, or what's broken in the world and needs to be fixed? <laughs> what, um, what breaks your heart or makes you cry? Who's the underdog that you're fighting for? And it can be yourself, it could be your childhood self, your, your inner child, um, and that story of that person and the people who are like that person. Um, what, are you trying, what, what are you trying to solve in the world? Why are you doing the things that you're doing? And finally, what makes your heart sing? So those are the types of questions that we get to and you get to experience within yourself because often people aren't asked these types of questions. And, and so my job <laughs> is to ask those questions and invite you to keep going deeper and deeper until you get there. And I do this through coaching um, mostly, and I have an eight, eight week course that takes people as a group through the process. And, um, and that's what I'm offering right now. So, does that answer your question, Jason? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it, oh, it answers so, the question. And so what this link above our heads, it says you you are invited. And I guess I can go back and um, to, to join the Purpose Activation League. You're invited to join the Purpose Activation League and, and join in this conversation. And really, it's a, it's a movement. What I'm aiming for is creating a movement and the message is you have something really important very valuable to bring to the world you're here on planet earth at this time to be a part of of weaving this tapestry of beauty and healing for the world and sometimes what you need is somebody to to open the doors in your own mind of what the possibilities and potential for your life really is. And that's what I do. So that's what you're invited to do <laughs> in the link above our head. <laughs> you know, give, it's the email address, blah, 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 the landing page. And then that's when you get to start on the journey with me. And um, yeah, so. No problem. That's how I, you do it. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that. But, you know, considering the fact that, Renee, a lot of different kind of individuals do listen to the, this conversation we are having. Maybe it's just audio only. And I'm going to leave links on the description when we post the show on Spotify. But I wanted people to understand what 
to expect so is a workshop more like a conversation style will it have videos how much it's gonna cost can you give the audience a little idea as to how you know how to go about it and how to reach you also apart from the link you know is there another medium they can reach you what if they are not available on the same platform what if they don't like putting information so can you help to narrow that down a bit really wow <laughs> you're helping me get my ducks in a row here jason i love it um so so the first question is um what to expect so as i said it's a six-week journey and there will be videos we're actually going to do uh right now i'm i'm moving it through the process we'll do zoom and so we get to have these conversations together so the first session is all about the um uh the listening heart, cultivating the listening heart, really being able to listen to one another and listen and hear ourselves. And we do that through the 20 questions. And then we do the, the piece about um, the timeline. There's worksheets. So I offer worksheets and Q&A. We're working on this together via Zoom. So we'll have weekly um, Zoom meetups and then workshops. And then for the people who don't get the opportunity to be a part because of timing, you know, we're, we're talking to people all over the world here. If your time doesn't fit and you can't come make it to the Zoom meetings, then I'll be sending out replays for it. And so this six-week course is, um, and there's some bonuses too. There's some really fun bonuses because I want people, if you're, this can lead to launching whatever's next for you. So there's a really practical side of it too. And, and some pe times people aren't quite ready to launch into the practical side, but that information will be available, kind of like systems in order to get your business off the ground if it, this turns into a business idea. Sometimes people just want to get a better sense of themselves and then you actually need time to integrate the information. But I wanted to make sure to include some of the practical, tactical um, pieces that were missing for me in an order that I think is really valuable about setting up your systems and then how to delegate. As I said, that was the most fun that I had. And I, I think one of the things that prevents people from really taking an idea and getting it into the market is that they don't understand how to organize it and to use the systems available. And then when you realize, I don't actually like doing this part, I don't like setting up landing pages or follow-up emails, that's, you have to understand how to do it enough to be able to delegate that. And so, um, I, one of my bonuses I'm offering is the delegate it done. I, J Jason, I sent you the link for the other thing and, and, um, and, and the offer is here and available and it outlines it pretty well, what's in the program. Um, but the bonus is that I'm gonna bring together a panel of people who specialize in delegation so that they'll help us, all of us, understand how to do that better. But I don't believe that anybody should be doing that stuff launching themselves into the world with a, an idea without really understanding their why behind it, what motivates them and get in alignment with their own purpose around it. Because 
at the end of the day, you, you're going to have to keep coming back to this day in and day out. And you need that motivating factor of understanding what drives you. So does that help, Jason? Yeah, I, I think it helps the audience to get a bit of clarity. I mean, so I, I, I guess, you know, I heard eight and six. So I'm assuming it's with the bonus, it becomes like an eight week thing. That's what I'm guessing, right? Yeah, exactly. It's set okay, up as okay. a big thing and, and really it's eight weeks because of the And is, is the coaching more like a bespoke program wherein you understand the person and that's how the cost is decided or is it like a one-off? Uh, like, is that yeah, the pricing the, structure? Yeah, so the coaching is, um, oh, I'm just losing the name of the, <laughs> I, I guide people through the process. It's group coaching, really. And then laser focus coaching one on one, and um, it's a premium offer. And I don't really talk about that out loud. I want to I want to engage with a one on one conversation with people, and that's why it's important for you just to get started with this invitation above your head, and get started in the process. I want you to have some foundation under you before we actually go into the coaching piece, because if people don't know what they want and they don't know what their purpose, but they haven't done some of that preliminary work, coaching is, it's, it's not gonna be as effective. And the other thing about the group coaching is that when you're in the room with other people and you hear them going through their own process at different phases, um, it helps you often to understand pieces of the puzzle that you're missing, questions you're not even aware that you need to ask. It's kind of based on Gestalt, the Gestalt process, where um, in if you, it, it, Gestalt therapy is done often in a group setting so that you get to hear what's going on around you from the other people, and that sparks, it inspires you to think about what your questions are or where you're stuck or struggling in your own life. And it helps you, it helps illuminate that without having to um, have to think about all the questions yourself. And it also helps us feel less alone. So that's why the group coaching versus all 100% one-on-one is, is the way that this pro process is designed. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it, it does make sense. We are going to be reaching the 90 minute mark, Rene. I appreciate, uh, you know, you extending the time which we originally discussed by another 30 minutes. Thank you so much for being patient and also for answering all those questions. Uh, you know, you are a great guest, you know, so lovely to have you here. I appreciate, you know, you sharing that wealth of information about your journey and how it transformed you and what you're doing as an entrepreneur to make things happen. So thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to be here, you know, side by side with you, experiencing what you experienced through our conversation. So again, uh, you know, guys, if you, if you do enjoy the conversation which I'm having, you need to understand I do it with the intention of, you know, improving my public speaking skills and, you know, trying to have better conversation with my clients and prospects. So this platform helps me to work on that. So that is the intention. I, I run these rooms and that's why we do this interview style thing. So if you if you enjoy the conversations which we are having with entrepreneurs, please follow the club. It's the green monopoly icon which you see on the top. 
it's called a brand identity design and we do these series called as the dark side of entrepreneurship my idea is to bring light on those things which an entrepreneur doesn't voice out or they have experience but you know people don't really talk about it so i want to bring those things into light and 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 that's why i interview guests so that i can understand their pain areas it's a good way of marketing as well it helps the uh, the guests so when you're on the show as you would have noticed by now we give you enough opportunity to market yourself so that people first know you and then you can promote what you what you offer so i think that's a healthy way of building relationship which you just experience uh, some of these techniques you know are, are available i mean if you if you want if you understand marketing that's how it works i want to be very transparent with my approach there uh, the website link which you see on the top please click on that link and, and you should be able to uh, get more information about the coaching program which renee offers i'm also adding uh, my link tree link it's just one link which has everything in it i have made it very simplified you can uh, you can hire me as a designer to create logos or redesign a logo uh, that's what I specialize in. I do corporate identities. Uh, it will. It has a link to my website. So click on that and you should be able to see my portfolio. I build up the website by myself. And, uh, and uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, if you want to advertise, all those links are out there. So once again, you know, thank you so much, Renee, for being here. If you have any final thoughts, you know, please say or else we can end the room. Yeah, Jason, I just wanted to say thank you to you. You just, uh, this is the first time that I've ever been officially interviewed for a podcast. And so I, I'm just in awe and so filled with gratitude for you for reaching out to me and, and offering for me to come and, and speak with you today and share, um, share my thoughts. And also these questions and the way that you have them organized has pushed, one helped me understand uh, what I can do better, be more prepared with. Also, um, it's given me an opportunity to, in a, a really natural way, share what I'm working on. And I just feel, I'm just filled with gratitude right now. So thank you so much for inviting me to be your guest. And thank you all of you who are, are in the audience still and who have been here today and will listen to this on the replay. I just appreciate your time very, very much. So thank you so much. It's been fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely, Rene. Tiffany, do you have any final thoughts before we close the room? Uh, no, thanks for having me. Thanks for having the room. Renee, thanks for being a guest. And Jason, you did great. And Ike, Dr. J, and Leslie, and everyone down below. That I know. And um, see you tomorrow at noon on Clubhouse with Ganesh. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so I got to get soon, too. But um, great show. And thanks for um, for doing this, Jason. I think you're helping a lot of people. Yeah, Jason, will you just tell us a little bit about tomorrow's guest? Yeah. The show tomorrow. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I keep forgetting that I have to say this towards the end. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for highlighting it. So tomorrow we are going to speak about consistency and how to maintain momentum. So if you, if you click on the club link, you should be able to see this. It's tomorrow at 12 Eastern Standard Time. So Girish is actually going to speak about you know what inspired him
to start a podcast business and how he just consistently tried doing it again and again, which led to the success, you know, you see from Back to Basics. Back to Basics uh, is actually the show which he is referring to, but he is also, uh, you know, into cloud computing and he has a wealth of information in that area as well. So we're going to be decoding, uh, you know, we're going to go in detail to understand what inspires a person who spent about, you know, 30 to 40 years of his life doing a job and what would push him to go to different directions, you know, so because I think age is just a biological number. You can be an entrepreneur even at the age of 60 or even more. I think it's just about mindset when you want to get ready. So, so I personally want to interview him and get a sense and he's here. So Girish, thank you for being here. We were just promoting the show for tomorrow. So, and he's an amazing guest and he has this awesome mic, which I, I, I see him. Uh, you know, posting on Instagram by sure, and he has an awesome voice, and he's a great friend of mine. So thank you so much, Girish, for accepting my invitation. Trust me, it's it's very hard to get a hold of him, especially to do interviews because of his schedule. So, so yeah, I mean that's that's tomorrow's show. And uh, Girish, do you want to say something <laughs> before we close? No, the I just got a I, I just got a cheap ass mic, and I just put a label on there saying that it's. Sure. So, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not cheap. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so we do this countdown thing, Grinny. I mean, normally we have a lot of people in the audience, but you know, people had to leave because of schedule. Uh, so, you know, let's do a countdown from five. We will go backwards and uh, and uh, we will, in that way we will close the room. What's it? Got it. Okay. Okay. It. Girish, Thanks let's let's on. <laughs> Go ahead, Five, Renee. Five, four, four, three, three two, two, one. one. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Take care, guys. guys. Bye. Take care, guys.